0: The Boston Bruins were eliminated from the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs on Saturday after losing Game 7 against the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of 3-2. And uh, it's time to talk about it here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up Bruins fans and welcome back to the Locked On Eliminated Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host Ian McLaren and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke B as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, May 16th, and this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before where the game starts. Now, I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen this season. Uh, The podcast is and will remain free and available on all platforms as well as on YouTube. Uh, For the time being, we're sticking to five days a week. And there will be lots to talk about here in the aftermath of Boston's loss to the Carolina Hurricane. So please stick with me. It would be very much appreciated You can follow along at LockedNHLBruins on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now, let's just get right into it, shall we? The Boston Bruins losing 3-2 to the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday afternoon, ending their postseason campaign in the first round. Before we talk about the game itself, let's just address the elephant in the room and talk about Patrice Bergeron and what he had to say after the game. Um, First of all, Bergeron was the last Bruin on the ice after Game 7, hugging each teammate as they left the ice. A lot of people took that as a sign that he was saying farewell but it's also a sign that he's just a good captain the last man to leave the ice and wanted to say an encouraging word to every skater before they left he was asked about his future he's an unrestricted free agent he'll be 37 this summer Uh, he's played 18 nhl seasons and many And quite annoyingly, ESPN mentioned it so many times, whether or not this was his last series, what have you. Bergeron said, it's too early right now, too fresh, still stings from a hard-fought series. We came up short. I'm going to have to think about it, but I'm not there right now. Brad Marchand was emotional, disgusting, his longtime linemate and friend after the game, calling him the backbone of our team. The biggest part of the team, they all want him to come back, but whatever happens, he's earned the right to make whatever decision he wants and take the time that he needs. That's why this one probably hurts more. That's the unknown for next year with Patrice Bergeron. Marchand said he's done so much for this group, sacrificed so much, it would have been nice to make a good run for him, so it's obviously disappointing. You know, Marchand added, every year you go into the playoffs, you hope to make a long, deep run. You get a good opportunity to fight for the cup. The Bruins knew they were going to have their hands full with the Carolina Hurricanes. They had been great all year, very well coached, a lot of depth. They manhandled the Bruins in the regular season and in games one and two of the series. For the Bruins to even push it the seven games was an accomplishment. Um, always hurts, always will to lose. You only get a few opportunities like these throughout your career where you have a legit chance at going far, and the Bruins thought they had that this year. Whether or not that's based in reality, that's a whole other question. Uh, Bergeron said he was proud of the Bruins for battling back from a 2-0 series deficit to force that seventh game. Uh, against the East's second-best team during the regular season, as well as just an overall resurgence over the second half of the year. The Bruins had a very tough first half with all these new faces in the lineup, injuries, suspensions, COVID. It stings. It's not a feeling that you want, Bergeron said, but they did it together. Always hard to say that when you come up short, but it's something to be proud of. They battled, they did it all year, and they started off slow this year. They started off a bit slow in the series, battled their way back, played the type of hockey they needed to play to advance, but came up short and needed a little bit more. And... That certainly was the story in the series, that was the story in Game 7, and again, slow start, it wasn't even really a slow start per se, it was an unfortunate start, getting some opportunities early, not being able to cash in, penalty trouble, allow a goal, score one to make things interesting score another to make things really interesting and then come up short in the third period we're going to talk about game seven as a whole here in a moment but first a quick word about bet online our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest odds news and developments including the ongoing stanley cup playoffs basketball playoffs Major League Baseball scores, UFC fights, even some NFL futures, BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, the podcast free and available on all platforms and on YouTube. And we're going to continue on here five days a week through the playoffs and into the draft uh, to keep up on what's going on around the league. Check out the locked on now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Also free wherever you get podcasts. So the story in game seven, Boston, getting some opportunities early in particular Taylor Hall robbed by Antti Ranta on a 2 on 1 early in the first period. The Hurricanes responded with a Teuvo Teravainen goal with about 1:24 remaining in the first to make it 1 nothing. And then the Bruins put themselves even further in a hole by taking a 4 minute high sticking penalty. Specifically, Taylor Hall was assessed this penalty with about a minute to go in the first, leaving the Bruins with about three minutes of penalty kill time to begin the second period. They killed off that double minor, which could have been a huge momentum boost, but 11 seconds after that, Max Domi scored his first of the game to extend the lead to 2-0. Um again, huge timely save by Ranta according to Cassidy that has been um his buzz term all series long getting those timely saves. They got one from Ranta. Uh if the Bruins bury that 2 on 1, things might change in the game. The Hurricanes don't give you much. Uh they get the lead extend the lead, and that was pretty much all they needed. Um, the Bruins did get a bit of life early in the second when Jake DeBrus cut the deficit in half at 5.04 of the second period. Moments later, Trent Frederick with a wrist shot off the post that would have tied the game, but... Seconds later, Max Domi scored his second and extended the lead to 3-1. A huge moment in the game. The Bruins tie things there. Could have gone their way. Um, At that point, you're a shot away, Bergeron said. You get some jump out of it to take the momentum back. You had some good shifts, some good looks. Um If one of those bounces goes your way it's a different game you only get so many kicks at it Cassidy said they were down in the second period and yeah if that wrist shot bounces off the post and in instead of out it could have been a completely different game Um, but that's kind of been the story I mean, all the way back to Game 7 against the St. Louis Blues. Some opportunities early that didn't cash in. The other team comes and scores a couple. You kind of claw back into it, but in the end, you come up short. Uh, the Bruins, you know, credit to them for winning 3 of 4 after being down in the series 2 nothing. Some uninspiring performances in game one and two they battled back but it was a true homer series and they weren't able to get that road win to uh to take the series yeah and that was pretty much the defining aspect of the series the road games hurt them in the long run um hurricanes are a good team they played well they played well especially at home They played better at home, they got the matchups they wanted, and uh, that's just playoff hockey. It's not as pronounced in the regular season, matchups, what have you, but it's huge in the postseason, and it matters in the playoffs. That's why they're moving on, and that's why the Bruins are eliminated, and they will meet with the media today as they clean out their lockers and uh, begin to digest another playoff loss and what it means for the future of this team. Obviously, going to talk about that at length here as the off season develops, what will become of Patrice Bergeron, um, what will become of... Bruce Cassidy, Don Sweeney. Don Sweeney's contract is up for renewal. Will he be extended? Will he take a step back on his own volition? Will he be fired? Uh, those are all questions that need to be answered. Uh, I will say the Bruins played well at 5-on-5 five five in this series. Uh, they had the advantage in terms of shot attempts shots, uh, expected goals, they had the advantage, uh, high danger, chances they had uh, a slight disadvantage, that was one area that they needed to get better at, net front presence, shooting percentage, they were 13th at 5 on 5, and save percentage, they were dead last in the opening round. In terms of save percentage, 5-on-5. Jeremy Swayman, I thought, did play very well in Game 7. Calm, composed. uh, Could have, or should have, deserved the win in this one. But, uh, again, the offense didn't come through. Secondary scoring didn't come through. And... That was a a big story for the Bruins once again. Uh, They were led in scoring by Brad Marchand. Four goals, seven assists for 11 points in seven games. Bergeron with seven points. Uh, Brad, oh sorry, David Postok led the team with 39 shots. He only had three goals uh, in the series. I expected a bit more from Taylor Hall. Only two goals two assists in the seven games. Uh, And then, you know, DeBrusque, two goals, two assists. Eric Howla only one goal, two assists. Um, And then, yeah, down the lineup, a real lack of depth scoring really hurt this team. (sighs) So yeah, incredibly disappointing for the Boston Bruins. But having said that, not entirely unexpected the hurricanes were the second best team in the eastern conference the bruins were a wild card team to push it to seven games was an accomplishment and to be bounced in the first round obviously still a disappointment but looking at this team top to bottom. Probably not a cup contender. Let's be honest. Although you look at their record back to January 1st, they were a top five team in the league, but um, playoffs a different animal and um, they just didn't have it in the end. I mean, yeah, it's incredibly disappointing. I'd been hoping to be able to talk about this team for a, a few more weeks at least. Uh, they would have been playing the Rangers. That would have been a great series. The Rangers defeating the Penguins in their Game 7 uh, would have been a fun rivalry and perhaps an easier series to win than the Carolina Hurricanes. So they could have advanced to the conference finals, but of course that's just um, speculation at uh, this point. But the story in Game 7. Inability to score early, that was true in the majority of the series. Um, getting in the penalty box. Um, not getting the bounces they needed, although they did get a nice bounce on Posternox goal. That brought them to within 3-2 with about 20 seconds left. Uh, frenetic end to the game. Almost tied it up. Um... But overall, it was a pretty uninspiring performance. But full credit to the Hurricanes for uh, being able to bottle the Bruins' attack. And um, yeah, they should very well beat the New York Rangers and move on. Although I'll be rooting for uh, the Rangers in this series. Now imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes, realizing that you only consumed about 150 calories and got 16 grams of protein in the process. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Bilt. Birthday cake puffs are unbelievable. They're available right now and we can't promise that they'll be there tomorrow, so go get Box today at built.com. You can make every day your birthday with built birthday cake puffs, a marshmallow protein bar covered in 100% real chocolate. They're incredibly delicious and you can get them now at built.com. Go to build.com, use promo code locked15, get 15% off your order, use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com So like I mentioned, the Bruins gathering today to clean out their lockers, talk to the media. There's going to be a ton to break down from what is said today. And uh, we'll certainly be recapping that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. So again, please do subscribe and don't miss a minute of off-season Content. Um, just looking at a Fluto Shinzawa article from The Athletic this morning headline reads Bruins GM Don Sweeney and coach Bruce Cassidy are not the problem um, if you're pinning the problem on the roster then that's clearly a GM problem if you're Pinning it on player performance, saying the roster is complete. Then you're putting it on Bruce Cassidy. Shinzawa writes, Both have work to do to get the Bruins back in the postseason game. Sweeney's priority is to acquire help at center. Cassidy has to devise a game plan to manufacture more offense. Um... Both have been collaborating since about 2008, dating back to their time in Providence. Sweeney was in charge of development. Cassidy was an assistant in Providence back in 2008. Um, they helped the Bruins engage in a seven-game dogfight with the East number two team. And Shinzo uh, is chalking that up as... As a win, I suppose, and uh, a call to uh, allow them the opportunity to uh, run it back, I suppose. And the reality is, looking at this Bruins team, there might not be a lot of wiggle room in terms of making some changes. If you look at the Game 7 lineup, there's only two players that were in the lineup that are unrestricted free agents, one being Patrice Bergeron, the other being Curtis Lazar. All 6D are signed, including Connor Clifton. Matt Grislick, who is a scratch, is signed as well. You have Jacobs Borel as an unrestricted free agent. Uh, group 6, who should be re-signed. Uh, the goalies are the same. All the forwards are the same. With David Postrack entering the final year of his deal, I should add. So what can you do in terms of changes? Do you trade some guys, buy out some players? Do you bring Bergeron back, run it back with this group, try to add some youth, sprinkle in some youth? It's going to be incredibly interesting to see what the Bruins do this offseason and, again, who's in charge of those decisions. Uh, does Bruins ownership step in and say we need a new direction or are they content with the three playoff home games that added revenue or do they say we should have had more coming in? You guys failed to deliver more playoff games. Um, it's going to be very interesting and of course Patrice Bergeron's decision will be at the forefront of whatever happens. If he were to leave then a massive hole down the middle to fill and could have implications on Brad Marchand and I have some thoughts on that that I'll share on a future podcast but for today the Bruins losing game 7 still in that disappointment for the time being and they will gather today gather their things gather their thoughts talk to the media, and we'll break it all down on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Again, thank you so much for supporting the podcast through the ups and downs of this team. Very disappointing. Uh, Thankfully, I was able to kind of get off social media right after the game. I had to drive 45 minutes north to pick up my son, who was hanging out at a friend's place out in the country. So just put on some music. Tried to not... Wallow too much in this loss again, it was disappointing but not altogether surprising. And, um, just looking back, you know, 2019 was the last opportunity for this core to get uh, a cup win, and that game seven loss will be, yeah, probably the most painful loss in my lifetime. Hopefully yeah. Hopefully, speaking, there aren't any worse ones. Anyways, bit of a downer episode today. I apologize. That's going to happen when your team's eliminated from the playoffs. But we will press on. We look forward. And on tomorrow's episode, we'll talk about everything that we learned from today's uh, media day with the Bruins cleaning out their lockers. I hope you're all doing well. Hope you had a nice Sunday kind of uh, washing away this loss. Celtics won, which is great, so that uh, helps if you are a dual hockey basketball fan. Um, Yeah, I just tried to enjoy some time out on the deck and uh, not think too much about hockey because it is only hockey at the end of the day. That's it for today's episode, friends. We'll be back tomorrow, like I said, and every day here on the Locked On Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Talk to you tomorrow.